created live on Fireside. Thank you guys for joining another YNS Live with my guest, Maddie Lewis Severio. And I practiced that so many times. Did I say it right? Pretty close. I would say yes. Well, say, was it Severio? Severo. So the O is like a hard O. Yeah, it's a tricky one. Going from Lewis to Soviero is tough. (laughs) (laughs) It is a tricky one. And I am, everyone knows that um, I am the worst at pronouncing things. So whenever I get a hard, uh, I always practice and I always seem to think I did it. Like I literally phonetically wrote it down on my post-it and (laughs) clearly I didn't phonetically write it correctly. So welcome, Maddie. How are you? Great. Great. Thank you for having me. Yes, welcome to a fireside live show, which is really fun. So, wanted to say hi to everyone in the audience, Jen, Ray, Christina, and Ed. And I know people are listening live on LinkedIn because we're streaming there right now. We're also streaming on Twitch. So, hi guys. Hey, Jimmy. We are on Facebook and Twitter. So, wherever you are joining us, get ready because this is a really fun one. So, this is not only Maddie is not just an entrepreneur. She has um, literally had three different businesses that have been successful, which is so cool. And as you can see, she's not. 80. So I can't. <laughs> so if you're watching the video or listening to this, you'll you'll be able to see the video. So Maddie, I would love for you just to just take us through a little bit about your background, where you grew up, you know, college, and then um, and all the stuff that you're doing now. Sure, sure. So uh, I grew up in Maryland on the Eastern Shore um, in a small town called Oxford, um, and I grew up. Um, Oxford is a it's a summer homers town for people that are coming from Washington, D.C. Um, it's a very small town, but in the summer, it was really fun. Uh, in the winter, it was very boring. So I grew up always <laughs> wanting it to be summer. Um, so I looked for colleges only in Florida, um, and I landed at University of Tampa. So um, that's I enjoyed all four years at University of Tampa. Um, met my husband there. Um and got reconnected back to lacrosse and um, got so much from the school. Yeah. Now, did you play lacrosse? Because I know Maryland's a huge lacrosse school. So anyone that doesn't know lacrosse. So this is what's really fun sure. is I played lacrosse as well. I actually played in college. And my daughter was uh, a gymnast for many years. But then when we moved out to actually our beach house. So when you were saying our beach house in the summer, it's amazing. Mm-hmm. Actually, I do enjoy it in the winter. But when we first moved, everyone was like, just get ready. Everyone leaves and it's really quiet. And I'm like, what are you talking about? I, you know, lucky enough, since I do podcast and talk to people all day. I never, and I have friends obviously out here, but I always feel connected. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. But so my daughter, when we moved from Connecticut full-time to our beach house, she was a gymnast and I could not wait for her to play lacrosse. But when we were in Connecticut, she didn't have that th- that ability because she was, her coaches were Russian Olympians. <laughs> they did not <laughs> want you doing anything. And I was, and we would go away in the summer and they would give us such crap. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is when she was young and she was talented, but I was like, this, this is, this is crazy. So Some when balance we moved, there. Sure. Right. We need a balance. Right. And I, they would say, what gym are you doing in the summer? And they're very thick Russian accents. And I would say, uh, the beach, so she just flips and stuff on the beach. And they're like, no, they would get so pissed at me. And I was like, sorry. Oh my gosh. Listen, I played, you know, I am competitive to the core. I played you know, sports my entire life for, you know, sports a season. So every season I played sports and then I played two in college. So like I would explain this to him and he would say, you're a gymnast? And I would say, no, he'd be like, ah. So he he literally did not care what I did. But so when we moved out to the beach full time, 
I was able to get her to do lacrosse and she got bit by the bug. So it's really fun that Maddie and I got connected through uh, actually an email segment because we were reaching out to different people for sponsorships and her husband with signature lacrosse. So Dan, and he said, oh my gosh, you have to talk to my wife. I think it's actually a perfect segment for you uh, for YNS Live or your next stop. And if you guys were joined me yesterday with Mindy McCord, that was also a Dan connection. So I was like, this is so fun talking about lacrosse. <laughs> like it makes me so excited. And I've been out it for so long. You know, I've, I've still had friends that coached and did things like that, but I was like a player's player. So I did not coach. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have two boys. So Penelope was my, my daughter. So I'm loving getting back into this. So you played as a mm-hmm. kid. Am I correct? Yep, I played all growing up. Um, and yes, uh, Maryland is one of those hotbeds um, that you're introduced to the sport really early. Um, and that's not the same in Florida. So we actually have to educate everybody about the sport as well as bring them out to the fields and teach them actually lacrosse. So it's like a two-part education there. Right. Because some people, I mean, I know even I have a friend that's from the Midwest and she's here now and she's like, I mean, I never even heard of it. And I said, it's so mm-hmm. funny because here, I mean, I, when we played, what, when did you start playing? Like what age? I mean, it was introduced to us in PE. So, I mean, I think okay, we had right. those plastic sticks that had the blocker <laughs> so the ball literally couldn't come out if you didn't want it to. Um, right. <laughs> and uh, I mean, we were doing that from an after school and it was just um, it, as typical as maybe a football laying around or a basketball laying around, there would be plastic lacrosse right. sticks. So, um, and then I, I played my first like rec experience, um, maybe U10. So, so again, third, so young. Grade. But mm-hmm. I feel like, I mean, because I know when I, so I'm a, a, a older than you. I did grow up in New Jersey, right outside of Philadelphia, where it was big, that, you know, girls lacrosse mm-hmm. was big. Um, and so I think we didn't really start until probably middle school. So a little bit older, but like, you know, we were introduced to like soccer yeah. was like the second you could do anything you soccer, you did soccer, you mm-hmm. swam if you were, you know, if you wanted to get into athletics. But nowadays, mm-hmm. I know when, when we were in Connecticut, I think I did have my daughter because I was like, oh, honey, I just want you to see it. Like, I don't, you know, and this is like when she was also falling in love with gymnastics, but it was when she was really young and she was like, this is dumb. I hate it. And I was like, what? (laughs) So I literally quickly was like, okay, you know what? And she was loving like flipping and, you know, that I was like, honey, that's hard. Like, you know, she's like, this is hard. She's like, what do you mean? And because their eye hand coordination is not there. So I really very quickly was like, you know what, I'm not going to push it because I want her to, you know, and then, you know, as gymnastics Come back to grew. it. Right. Mm-hmm. So when we came out here, I was like, listen, you know, she's like, people have been playing because in Long Island, they've been playing since they could walk. It's the same. Like, right. you know, it's always, um, but I always say, and I would love your, your take on this. Lacrosse is really an athlete's sport. So like, I will have friends that come to me and they're like, you know, my my daughter's never done it. And they're, you know, uh, sixth grade now. And I'm like, listen, mm-hmm. she's super athletic. It doesn't mean she cannot do it because she's behind. Like, don't, Oh no, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And it's almost, um, you, you kind of see people um, hit, you know, their plateau or go up um, at a really young age. And maybe they were, they're the best at in fifth right. grade. And then they get that kind of ego attached to it. Um, and then not that chip on the shoulder kind of fades away. And, um, a lot, I see a lot of times that some of those really great players that I'll coach or be around, um, fading out as, as they hit their prime years of the sport in high school. So, or, or 
beyond. Um, but yeah, Dan, my husband picked it up at eighth grade. Uh, he was an athlete football. Um, the, the coach came, the football coach came into their school, Florida and dumped, um, a bunch of lacrosse sticks on in the locker room and said, you're, pick, you're, you're doing this sport. Um, and cause it's a great off season sport to football. Um, right. and, and that's how he was introduced to it. Um, and he, I mean, he went D one, so it's never too right. late. I mean, I know I'd a like- kid that, that in 10th grade picked it up and went D1. Um, and he just focused on face-off. Uh, there's just so many aspects of lacrosse that you can specialize in. You can play all different types of position. It's so versatile. And that's the thing. And it's really fun because I know, when, as I said, when we were in Connecticut, like when we got there, we came from the city. And I remember some people being like, oh, your kids are athletic. They should um, you know, do ice hockey. And my, my oldest they were like, oh, he's a little old. And I was like, he's six. What are you talking about? Wow. They're like, oh, yeah. He, you know, he, he probably could pick it up, but he might get really frustrated because these kids have been doing, you know, ice hockey they since they were, they were born. Right. And yeah. I actually grew up outside of Philly. And so my very good friend was Jody Clark. Her, uh, her dad was Bobby Clark. So I used to go to, you know, hockey all the time and I loved it, but I definitely knew the commitment that that was mm-hmm. not that other sports are not a commitment, but I was like, yeah, I'm okay them, them, with them not doing ice hockey. We, we go to away right. in the summer and you know, I'm not going to do that. That's actually one of the reasons why my boys actually didn't do it, which was a little bit of a bummer now because we, we went away. And so it was like all the leagues were in the summer. So when they did yeah. it, they would do it for fun. But when they got to that next level, it was like, we're not, we're not staying to make a commitment. Like guys, I'm sorry. I am super competitive, but you're going to find something else that you're going to love. And so they did like my brother and my nephew, like we were a big lacrosse family. And I, I had people say like, are you so sad that the boys are not playing? And I was like, no, cause you know what? They found what they loved. And that's what like, right. I think is so important that, you know, parents, especially w- right now, I mean, sports are so big and people go mm-hmm. insane. I mean, it's, oh, right. It's <laughs> yep. sure. living through the kid. And I mean, it's so tough to, um, because as I, um, director of the program. Um, it's so tough because they will have, um, like parents are a client as well as players. So trying to communicate to the player, to the parent, educating them about the sport. And then also hearing like things like, I don't care if he gets enough playing time, as long as he's on the A team, it's like, that is just so tough because now you're instilling that into your child. And then now he kind of looks down on the B team where that's where he could really develop and then be on the A team next year and actually get playing time. Um, or, or I love that you said it that. happens, boys, girls, all that. So, um, right. and I always use, I mean, there's so many examples, um, between me and our coaches of, Hey, we got stuck on the JV team, thought it was like the worst thing ever in whatever grade it was, seventh grade. And, um, then went around and made the high school team, which wouldn't have happened if I did, if I sat the bench on the varsity middle school team, you know? Right. Um, and everyone, and everyone develops different. I mean, they're like, especially oh, with yeah. boys, I mean, boys are late bloomers, some of them. And so sure. it's a very different thing. And I love that you said that. Cause I remember when we were in Connecticut again, my boys were really talented at soccer and people were like, Oh, what, you know, what, um, what one-on-one training are you doing? And I was like, my husband and I in the backyard, I was like, what are you talking about? I was like, they're just, and it was insane because people were like, oh no, you have to do this. You have to do this. And I was like, no, no, no we're going to dig in the dirt and have fun and like do other things. Like yeah. if this is their path, it will happen, but I'm not going to throw it down their throats now because the last thing I ever want to do is make it where they don't love what they're doing anymore. And it becomes because th- th- once you lose that passion or that love, exactly, it, it doesn't matter how talented you are. Right. Right. And that's, and that's almost what happened, um, with me, uh, growing up in high school. Um, I, 
I, I, I had a couple of coaches that just didn't make it fun. And it was super just intense. It felt like a job. I wasn't, I was almost regretting going to lacrosse practice in the afternoon. And, right. um, and that's, and I put the stick away, never thinking I was ever going to get back into it going into college. Um, and I, I remember getting a, um, email from the university of Tampa because they were starting a women's program the year I got to UT and, um, they said, Hey, like, you know, we're starting this, please come out. Like we see where you're from. We see that you play lacrosse, come on out. And I remember archiving that email so quickly <laughs> and now <laughs> thinking about going, um, to where we are now. Um, I'm fully into lacrosse. I do lacrosse every single day and then even have those relationships with the, co the coach at UT and a lot of her girls now coach in our programs. So right. it's such a crazy circle. <laughs> so, well, it's so cyclical. I love that. So I want us to go back to, I, cause I know, as I said, sure. when I started the show, I, oh, sorry guys, do you see how I, we got like so excited to talk about lacrosse and sports <laughs> yes. and kids? Um, I would love to bring it back to like, where you were with your first business, like what did you study in college and, and then take sure. it to where, you know, where you are yes. now. And I think even like a week ago, didn't you get another little thing happening? I saw on LinkedIn or didn't you? Yes. Get head coach? Uh, <laughs> yes. We'll go, we'll go into that. Yeah, after. Head coach at, uh, Berkeley. Yeah. Amazing. <laughs> we'll get, yeah. Um, <laughs> thank you. So, uh, yep. I was at university of Tampa. I studied, um, First, I came in as pre-med, which woo, totally different than what path <laughs> I went into. Um, and it, actually, I was interested in pre-med because I had an injury. Um, I had a torn um, meniscus and a stress fracture at the same time. Lacrosse went from swimming to lacrosse too quickly in that season in low impact to very high impact training yep. in the gym and whatnot. Um, so I was interested in that. And I got into my first semester and thought to myself, I'm interested in it but I'm not that interested in it. So this is going to be a long eight, 12 years of, of this. <laughs> right. um, so I switched into what I really was loved, um, which is communications. I had two minors in journalism and film. Um, with that, I um, went on a semester at sea. So I traveled all around the world for four months and studied international communications. Um, and that experience really uh, shaped a lot of how I look at the world and, and look at, um, what I do. And, um, there's just so much passion at every, when everybody's around in that kind of same environment of going to India one day and South Africa the next. And it's just such a crazy, like incubator of, of, um, emotions and, um, coming out of that, I, I wanted to do what I loved and I, I didn't exactly know what that was. Um, so I started actually an internship with Signature, um, which is my husband, now husband, um, company. And he was my boyfriend at the time. And I was like, oh, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to work for my boyfriend. <laughs> um, and, um, but it was so hard at sea to figure out an internship because um, we didn't have internet. And um, I would have to stay up um, on the boat to have a phone interview, um, pay like $20 a minute for, for an, a phone interview. Not really $20. A minute, yeah, but, but I know what you mean. I would yeah. pay $20 for a card. <laughs> right. <laughs> but um, so it was just not happening. They were like, okay, great. The phone interview went well. Now we're going to need you to log on and do this exercise. I'm like, I can't log into anything right here. I'm in the middle of the ocean. Right. Um, so 
So Dan was like, yep, just do uh, a social media internship with um, us. And I said, okay. Um, so I went back and that's when I first started my like working with Signature. Um, I was the first intern and, um, and loved the startup side of things. So, and then I moved into, after that internship was over, I still had another year of school. So I did another internship, which was more corporate. And I would just sit there and watch the clock. I absolutely, I mean, there was not enough work. I would even conserve my work. I knew I had like one project to like push over the whole week. So I would go to the bathroom like four times a day just right. so I'd actually have something to do instead of just sitting at like a beer. Um, right. So loved the startups and um, worked with another startup. And these were, these were all events. Um, so now it's kind of figuring out that I really do like the operations of an event, um, preparing for it, marketing for it. Um, and, and then I, um, I said, you know, I really would like to do my own startup. Um, Dan was selling lacrosse balls at the time. So signature was just lacrosse balls. Um, and fun fact that, which was a, a very fast change after they've sold the, <laughs> their first youth program. They're like, okay, we need to change this to signature. Right. Um, so, and that was their college company name. Um, so I, um, took the balls, um, that they were, um, that they had and I would market them towards dogs. So it was called go bark mall, my first company. And, um, we would customize the, um, dog balls, put the dog's name on it. Um, and I would just buy them from signature and, and started a whole website. And I was in the incubator at university of Tampa where, um, I kind of almost consider it my fifth year of school because I was having real life experience of working on a company. I had so many different mentors in that incubator and, um, different peers that were, were starting their own businesses as well. Um, so, okay. I have to, I have to pause you, pause you for, yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah. No. So I love all of that. So I, I have to take you back to go to sea because there was a blip. We like went out and I was like, wait, sea overseas or sure. did she say? So you were, you were actually on a boat studying. Yep. Yep. So and um, how many kids? Yeah. If you can. Yeah. Oh, amazing. Yeah. <laughs> and here, let me take off my Wi-Fi. That might be, I, bet I noticed a little lag as well. So that might. Okay. Yeah. No worries. Okay. Perfect. Um, yes. But yeah, yeah so, so four months, a semester at sea, I, I probably should start getting commission for how many times I market semester at sea because it really did change my life. Um, but we yeah. started in Mexico, boarded a basically a cruise ship. It was a small German cruise ship that they converted to classrooms. They have professors from everywhere. So, and professors love to go on this. They bring their whole family. So I would learn from like a Harvard professor where I have no business being in Harvard. So that was great to, to be able to access their, their instructors and their teachers. Right. Um, and uh, we would go, um, we, we left from Mexico and went across the Pacific ocean. Um, we stopped in Hawaii for gas landed in Japan, went through a couple of countries in Asia, um, went across to, um, to South, A South Africa, went up through Africa and then, um, ended in London. So I think we did total of 14 countries, um, in about four wow. months. And how <laughs> many people were on the, the ship with you? So how many classmates? Uh, that is a good question. I haven't thought about that in a long time. I would say about 500. Um, okay. So, so it was big. Okay. Yeah. So it was big. Yeah. yeah. So it wasn't like five people where you were like with them at no. all times. 
Yep. Uh, it felt like that. Um, but sure. it, there were about 500 of us and, um, yep. And there was a crew that you, I mean, you got to spend a lot of time with. So everybody was, we called it the shipboard family. So it was a close, close knit family. Yeah. And like I said, there was so many things that we could, we saw, um, as like a group together and, and culture shocks uh, up the wazoo. Um, so we kind of really bonded together and, um, you know, it was, there were some difficult times of seeing just how other cultures were and, and poverty and, and everything like that. I'm sure. And what an incredible experience. So what made you decide that you wanted to do that? Was that like something your parents encouraged? So actually, um, I hadn't left the country um, going into my sophomore year of um, UT. So I'd yet to travel outside of the United States. um, And I was like, I got to I got to get out. So I planned my own trip to um, Italy. And um, I did a a teaching stint. So I I taught English and um, we were in a volunteer. It was um, international volunteer headquarters. And I was with a, a people from everywhere, um, Canada, all around. Um, it was about maybe 10 of us that were about the same age in college. We would teach English in the morning, and then we would be uh, traveling around um, Italy in the afternoon. We were in Naples, um, and I, I loved that. And I was like, okay, how can I get to be more travel, see more of the world? And so what year was that, go. though? Yeah, I'm going to pause that you. So was, what year was yeah. it? That was your and, sophomore um, year? Sophomore year of college, so um, maybe 2015. Wow, that's incredible. Yeah, (laughs) and then I was like, I I want more, and I want to. I'm a kind of all in type of person, so I'd never even been on a cruise before. I had no idea if I was going to get seasick, but signed up, (laughs) (laughs) committed myself to four months, um, and um, yeah, that. And then my parents were supportive. Um, I, I like did all this like nannying over the summer. I had this one crazy like lady that I would wake up with coffee every day and leave her house at 10 and just zoning in on um, the fact that I mean, this is all first semester at sea. Um, right. And then now to this day, and now I've, I've been to uh, over 30 countries. So it's changed a lot um, since well, in yeah. just a couple of years. And I have yeah. to say, because I love, love traveling. And so I think when in high school, we did like an overseas, tr- uh, you know, trip with like a group. And mm-hmm. um, I did not do it in college, but I had friends that did it in college. And I was always like, oh my gosh, that's something that, and I'm not one that regrets stuff, but that is something that like, I will encourage my kids to do because I think a semester sure. abroad is so amazing. And they've, luckily enough, you know, we do travel overseas and, and, and love, you know, meeting new people and cultures and all oh, that. Yes. But I want one thing for my listeners to hear, wherever Mm -hmm. you guys are tuning in, um, I think what's so incredible is you obviously didn't have a fear. You were confident in yourself that you would figure it out because there's so many people that don't do things because of fear. They like don't live because they're like nervous or, and as you said, you wanted to do it. So you got a nanny job, right? Where some people will say, well, financially, I can't do that. But there's a way around things. You just have to be creative. And why not? You live one life. Why not? go big, right? If, if it's exactly. something that you've always wanted to do. So I love that you have that go-getter kind of like, let's like, I'm all in. So it doesn't surprise me that you've had three, you know, <laughs> businesses. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know? And actually on the, um, the, the nanny job as well, but I uh, was able to save about $10,000 by um, signing up for this certain housing and nobody really knew about it. And I was always on the semester at sea website. So I found this like little blimp about if you want to save, like let us know because you'd go to this, um, these dorms. So I was actually in the same 
um, don't like sleeping quarters as the crew. There was, there were some other students, but we had like our actual like industrial, like, like a, a window, the, the cruise right. that circle. Yeah. I could like totally picture it. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, all like, you know, a lot of my friends were up in like the bougie, like, uh, like fifth floor or whatever it is. I just spent all my time up with them and I'm really right. only sleep down there. Sleep there. Like, so, well, so you're also savings ever. Well, you're also resourceful. That's the other thing. Yeah. That's like, a, like other thing I, I had um, um, on your next stops so for my pre-recorded one that just came out Monday. Um, the woman, Lori Kessler, that's one of the things she said, like, be resourceful, right? Go oh, yeah. out and look for things. So I love that you did that. I think that's just so fascinating. <laughs> so smart. And yeah. did you like growing up, did you see like, was your mom or dad resourceful or your, your siblings that you saw like really, you know, like search things and, and ask questions? Um, so my mom is, um, she's, she's very, she loves education. So she's a doctor. She has her doctorate. She's gone back to school multiple times. We saw that growing up. Um, and my mom and my dad are divorced. So at my mom's house, it was, she's more conservative and she's like more of a warrior person. And she'll do like the same vacation in St. Thomas for every single year. And I'm like, mom, we've been to St. Thomas. Like how about right. we go somewhere else? <laughs> um, right. so, um, but my dad is completely opposite. I have no idea how they were ever married. Um, but he is like this, I mean, he is a definition of an entrepreneur, but he, I don't think he really recognized it. So he was, and a good example of it was, um, he's good at a couple of things and he recognized that he is good at, um, framing pictures and fixing clocks. So random, but he created a shop <laughs> that framed pictures and fixed clocks. So, and he, I mean, we I grow up with, He's very artistic. He comes from a lot of artists in his family. Um, and we would hang around his shop like growing up. And and with my mom, she would be working and she's in the medical field. So she would work a lot of hours and then come home and do even more studying and wants to always be up to date on things. So we hung out more with my dad than my mom growing up. Um, and she was always, a, she still is always a really great example of hard work and dedication when my dad is a little bit more like goes with the waves and, and um, just very artistic. Um, so it's a very good balance. Um, uh, yeah. But I, you know, I think my parents that, were the same. Yeah. My, my par- and my parents are divorced and my husband always will yeah. say, I, I don't understand. I can't even picture them together. And I'm like, it worked at, at some point. Yeah. You at know, some but point, it, 13 years. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but it did. It, right. But it did give us a really interesting framework because my same, my mom's a kindergarten teacher, very structured. My dad's like, you know, fly by the seat of his pants and just like complete opposites. But for a long time, it, it really worked. So, okay. Yeah. So that, that like really painted such an awesome picture. So I hope you guys can hear like really what your background is where you were, like your resourcefulness, I want to be overseas. But even the fact that you're like, I haven't traveled. So your sophomore, you did, you know, you went and then taught, which I love. Again, fearless, right? You're like, oh, I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm going to do it. And that's so important to be able to be an entrepreneur. I mean, you really have to have that fearlessness. So you created the company. I know we we're going mm-hmm. in many different yep. directions, but yep. I always bring so. it. I always bring it back. I always bring it back. <laughs> sure. So you have the dog balls. Yeah. Yes. Got the dog balls. Um, and at that time, um, Dan was really going cause he has a very different business, which is, um, you know, there's a lot of inventory. There's a lot more risks. I was kind of buying a ball and then doing, uh, then engraving it and selling it. I didn't have to buy 500 balls. So I, um, right. So it was a little different and he had, um, you know, employees, he had a sales team. Um, and so they, they actually shrunk to, and he had first hired a lot of his friends. So 
lot of lacrosse guys. They're just out of college. Um, he had a, a co-founder that was as well. Like they're all in the same kind of age range. So they're all figuring themselves out as well. And it seemed like overnight, um, they all, you know, like there was a couple that said like, you know, we're going to go pursue this path instead. And I think that happens a lot with, you know, first jobs, especially yeah. if it's like, you know, it's a young CEO, a young founder, everything is kind of like day by day in, in startup world, um, especially right around college. Um, so um, Dan like went from a staff of maybe eight to maybe three uh, over the course of a month. And um, he was like, I need help. Right. <laughs> and, um, and I was like, you know, that's great. Like I can help. And I started maybe doing one day a week and I would balance um, one day a week of signature um, throughout this whole time. I was also coaching lacrosse and loved that. Um, so, and then at that point, I was the director of one program because um, that happened almost overnight as well. So I started coaching and then I was like, oh, oh this could this could use some work <laughs> on the admin side. So let me help here um, and just snake my way through. Um, <laughs> and then I was doing Go Bark Ball. And, um, and so Dan's like, you know, we need a little bit more of your time. What happens if I kind of roll Go Bark Ball into Signature and then we work together on Signature um, and at the end we had a supplier that was really interested in dog balls because he'd had lacrosse balls and he did other rubber and whatnot. So he's like, how about we kind of almost, um, like sell the go bark ball business at the right time to the supplier and, and make that, um, connection for them. So that's how go bark ball kind of morphed into some, an asset of signature. And, um, I became a little bit more hands-on at signature. That's awesome. And so how long were yeah. you at signature? Still am. And you still do, right. I was going to say, you still yeah. do a lot of stuff, it's, right? Yeah, it's been, um, so I, I did take from my internship. So my internship was in 2016. And then I was totally outside of Signature for 2017. And then since 2018, I've been in many different roles. I started as, you know, that flex player of just helping where I needed. So right. I've always done compliance for Signature because I follow the rules and Dan does not. Um, <laughs> so it's a good balance there. And, um, and I, you know, worked with our insurance agents. I, so that was more, I did even graphic design for the custom balls that they were doing. Um, and then we, um, and then they were like, oh, you know, we really need somebody to head up marketing and build out a whole website and fix all of these pricing issues for wholesale accounts. So I learned Shopify and did their website and, and did all the wholesale channel for that. Um, and then I and in that time, um, we're talking to a friend, Dan and I, and, um, and, he, and the friend said, you know, you've been in so many different aspects of signature. Um, what would, what's been your favorite? And, um, I said, you know, it's not even really signature. My favorite is being this director of this lacrosse program, um, and coaching and being on the field. And that night, like Dan was like, why don't you just do that full time? Like, we'll make a plan to get you kind of out right. of the marketing role. Um, and we'll convert you to that and you should do what you love. So I said, that sounds great to me. Um, so we, <laughs> right. and, and at that time also there was a, one of our good friends, he was actually one of Dan's, um, groomsmen was in the middle of Dan and I, so he would try to manage me and then report to Dan. So, um, that was very hard for him. <laughs> and he <even laughs> said that at our wedding, he was like, I like this role a lot better um, right, right, right. and a friend of you guys rather than being in the middle of you um, <laughs> because I would have a lot of 
voice and so would Dan and Calder right. would just be squeezed in the middle. Um, so yeah, and that's when I transitioned to what is now 10X Lacrosse. Right. Okay. So I want, first of all, I want you to tell us a little bit about Signature because anyone out mm-hmm. there, you know, might be like, wait, this is so cool. Cause sure. I know when I spoke to Dan, I was like, my head was spinning. I was like, okay, my kids do all youth, you know, sports. Yep. Who can I put you in touch with? And it was funny because he's like, oh, we're already in touch with them. Oh, we're already in touch with yeah. them. I was like, oh, amazing. Good job. Yes. Um, yes. Yeah. So, so explain a little started- bit. Yeah. Yeah, Signature started as balls. Um, they made the first premium lacrosse ball. Um, and for anybody that doesn't know, lacrosse balls do have a, a lifespan. So they'll get harder and they'll get greasier and they'll actually get more dangerous um, as time goes on. So they just become like this stone that you're throwing. Um, and so Dan was like, you know, it would be better if we can take a life shelf or a like not a shelf life, but a outside playing life from right. two weeks to four weeks. So that's what they focused on, um, on the premium side of it. They, Dan got connected with a rubber chemist and, and he fixed the lacrosse ball. So they were the first, um, premium lacrosse ball. Now a couple of other companies have jumped on board to the premium side of the lacrosse balls and they took, and it was still a commodity. So, um, they started also started with, um, junior sticks, complete sticks. So what you need to play lacrosse. Um, and they always try to tie a little, um, innovation to it. So, um, these lacrosse sticks come pro strung. Um, and one of the biggest parts of the sport is the stick. And if you can't catch the ball, then you're in a bad spot. So um, (laughs) these make it easier for you to, to catch the lacrosse ball. I've personally seen them, um, in action on the lacrosse field because I always, you know, recommend the lacrosse sticks that Signature has for our, our kids out in the field. But it's 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 a true recommendation because I've seen how much easier it is to catch and throw with our stick, which has a lot of thought into stringing than um, maybe a factory strung stick that's just a tennis racket. Um, right, 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 right. So, yeah, <laughs> I, I totally know those. <laughs> you're, yes. you're like, oh crap, the ball flew out of there. Right, right, right. Just hits the <laughs> it's right. like a, a wall. Yeah, um, totally. So yeah, they do um, goals. Um, so the goals have that innovation to it. They have a quick connect. Um, so usually you'd string up a goal. It would take, I mean, it, I personally know it takes over an hour <laughs> to string up a goal. And this one actually clips it or screws in the net. So it would be 20 minutes um, to, to set up a lacrosse goal. Um, they have what, uh, so then in COVID, so COVID happened and, um, now nobody really wants the crossballs, sticks, goals, right. hard equipment. Um, so we're like, how can we, um, kind of keep afloat here and, um, pivot the, the company. So I got back involved with Signature and helped them, um, start their team stores. So it's the Signature Partner Program. Um, and that's a, full program. It's, it's definitely a service, um, that you have your team. So I've run, for example, the uh, travel program that we operate is Florida Palms lacrosse. So I'll have a team store with Palms lacrosse logo on it that all the parents can buy to sit on the sidelines and kids can wear, um, uniforms. Uh, so this was, is something that isn't done, um, which I can log on. If I'm a parent, I'll log on to the team store, get a uniform and have it shipped to my house. Um, and that's very different than um, what the current solution is, which is usually the program director buying a bunch of a bunch of sizes, hope, hoping out for the best, and um, for uniforms, passing it out in the field, 
And so many times, because I've been through it, I have passed it all out and all the sizes, or not all of them, but I'd say at yeah. times it was, it was 25% of the sizes are wrong. Um, it's usually right before the first game. And now all of a sudden, 25% of the program doesn't have a uniform to wear. And we have to put in another order, which takes six weeks to get back. And now the season's over. So right. this is a great <laughs> solution because um, parents know their kid's size. They can log on, get their uniform shipped directly to their house. Um, so that's been extremely successful. Um, Dan's doing a lot of fundraising around that concept. Um, then that you also have um, sticks on those team stores, everything that Signature offers, um, and anything that I, as a parent, buy off of the Palms Lacrosse store goes back to the program in 10%. So um, now as a program director, we can get more balls, we can get more goals, right. and, and everything that we really need. So it's Which a is good cool. little circle. Yeah. And I love though how like you have the perspective as a program director, right? So mm -hmm. it's like, this is what I would need. So it's really a full circle. So you guys can find them at signaturelacrosse.com. And that yep. will, this will be in the show notes when this goes, you know, goes out. Um, okay. So I love all that. So now <laughs> you're at 10X, right? So yes, you started yes. doing the program directing there after Dan said, what do you, you know, let's take you out right. of marketing a little bit. Let's mm -hmm. go to this. So take us through a little bit about yes. that experience. Sure. So that was 2019, about June, um, when we first said, okay, let's full on dive into 10X lacrosse. Um, and the, um, we were managing one youth program. Um, and that kind of looks like a board of parents, volunteers um, that start these lacrosse programs. Um, and like it, a lot of times it's for their kid. And that's awesome. And their heart's in absolutely in the right place. But they might lack experience in hiring more coaches and growing the program and um, running it more like a business rather than a hobby. Um, and that's, I think, where a lot of the growth at the grassroots level comes. It's sustainable and consistent programming um, for the kids that they can count on. So um, these programs, we've seen a lot need help in doing that. Um, everybody on that board has a full-time job. They have kids. They have a lot of other things to be doing rather than responding to emails all day um, right. or thinking about how we can grow the program. Um, so 10X Lacrosse manages youth programs. Um, now we, we went up to three youth programs that we managed last year. Now we're back to kind of one chart, like big one. Um, that we like really have been focusing on, which is more in the backyard. Um, and that, um, and then in the meantime, we've had a travel across program, um, that we founded and operate, um, that went from, um, maybe eight teams in last year to 13 teams this year. So that is growing super fast. Um, and the difference is that, we have coaches, um, we put a lot of, of, we invest a lot into the coaches. So we have coaches trainings, we have subject matter experts come in, do a lot of that continuing education for those coaches. Um, and then a lot of times those coaches are, uh, have played at college. So, which is totally different than around here where a lot of the coaches for even travel programs are parents um, that are trying to learn the sport on the, as they right. go. Um, so it's, uh, and then it's also a great role model for the kids. So, um, they have somebody that went through college lacrosse, um, that they can ask questions about. I mean, there's uh, a group of our girls going to president's cup this weekend, which I heard, um, Mindy was getting ready for, yeah, for um, Texas. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. Um, 
And so, and they have a coach who's also a college coach. So she did a recruitment presentation on, this is what I look for. This is what I went through. And it's just so much of great experience that can be passed down um, that you, that's a completely unique in this area. Um, right. And then we do camps. We do overnight camps. So we're starting two this, this year. We've been trying to get the overnight camps going since 2020, which for obvious reasons haven't happened yet. <laughs> um, right. And, um, and events. So, and, and connecting uh, a lot of the pro lacrosse players, whether they're endorsed by signature or just awesome people that we want to get in front of the kids in this area. Um, we'll have them come down and do clinics and, and fun events. So um, with everything I do, I try to keep it um, fun. We are, we're competitive and we like to learn and we have a lot of structure, but um, I kind of learned from what I went through in high school um, and want to make sure that these kids think of it as um, the best part of their day. Right. And that's the thing. I love that you had that experience, right? Where you burnt out a little bit and really mm-hmm. took that email. Hey, do you want to play in college? And you were like, no. Um, <laughs> yeah. And then kind of made it full circle. And I think that's the other thing that people need to think about when they're starting businesses, when they're starting, you know, entrepreneurship, uh, whether it's, as you said, like youth leagues or whatever, think about your own experience. Because a lot of times people don't think that they're all of a sudden like jumping in and going, but if they really sit back and think, you know what, let me kind of take this. I think those are kind of the best programs or best businesses out there because it's, it's an experience. So I absolutely love that. And I love how you, you know, kind of took us all around. And if anyone in the audience has any questions, please feel free to jump up and ask if you don't know how Mm -hmm. to do that. You just pick those two little lines. Um, I know sometimes uh, I will get a lot of people that are listening while they're working and they can't jump up and talk, you know, they have like double hugs. So I totally get if you guys can't. But I know uh, Maddie would be interested in that. The other thing sure. is, so now I think what just a couple of weeks ago you got a um, a head coaching yes. position too, right? Yeah, yes. Um, and so um, actually, so it's Berkeley Prep um, here in Tampa. Um, it's a great school, and they have a lot of support. And they um, were actually looking for a coach last year, and they came to me for recommendations. Um, and I've always kind of been that per- that person that everybody comes to for recommendations. And there's a lot like they'll all have like the parents that go there and be like, "Can you be our coach?" And I'm like, "Never." I'm like, "No." Like that's a right. lot of like day to day. That's five practices a week. I am operating all of these different things. Um, and so what we hired our first program manager um, in June and, and she first came in as part time. She's amazing. She's from upstate New York. She played um, college lacrosse and um, is, is just a super special person. So we're like full time, like, I mean, uh, like <laughs> right, by, right. by September, she was in full time. Um, right. Oh, that's and, great. Um, she loves Tampa. Um, and great feedback about, you know, her day-to-day life in, um, 10X lacrosse and, and really is happy with everything. So I'm like, okay, like, I feel like I can actually take on, and I missed coaching because I now coach, like I coach about 50 coaches, um, and I get to see a part of every team, but I, in a long time, I haven't coached, actually coached. And, um, it's been since about 2020 when I've had girls that I'm, I see on a day-to-day basis and can make practice plans. And I love doing that. Um, and it's, it's cool to see, you know, some of my very first girls that I, um, started with, um, as you 10 kids are now like looking down, like just at a tournament, I was like, Oh my God, like you're six foot and you're like <laughs> muscly and like what happened? <laughs> um, so, right. um, I love that part of it. And, um, 
So when they came back around and I made a recommendation for a coach, she's actually one of our coaches in the travel program. She was a coach at Berkeley last season. Um, and then she went back for her master's. So they said, Hey, we're opening up, um, you know, this again. And we're really interested in somebody that could be here for five years. Who's kind of grounded into things. And so I gave it a lot of consideration, um, before tossing my name into the hat, um, because I do want to be a consistent piece for the girls. And that's something I really believe in. So yes, so it all kind of got worked out and um, I'm really excited. It's so awesome because I know in the beginning what you said is that you loved coaching. So I think it's Mm -hmm. so exciting that that opportunity happened again. And that's the other thing I say constantly on this podcast is when and whether you believe in God or the universe. And Mindy and I, we know we talked about this yesterday. um, There's always a path. Right. I really mm-hmm. believe that you, you, when, when you're born, you have a path. Not everyone finds that path. And some people find it earlier. Some people never find it or some people find it sure. later. And it's so important to look at those opportunities and to really like, I love how you sat down and decided, okay, what can, what can I do? And can you take us through that a little bit before we close the show of yeah. what that looked like? Like, how did you make the determination that, okay, yes, I think I can do this? Yes. Um, so I, um, and I think I actually, even going back, I get questions all the time, like, how do you travel so much? And how do you like, ha- like, how does this all happen? And I, I always just keep my mind open to opportunities. Um, and I think when you have your mind open, then more opportunities pop your way. Um, yes. And I use traveling as a perfect example. Um, because, um, for example, it'll be a lacrosse, something, a look, uh, we had a world lacrosse games in Israel. And there was sponsorship and part of that sponsorship, we had tickets and I was like, ah, like, you know, that, like, that would be really cool to go to. Um, and, and just by having my mind open to that, it kind of worked itself out. And there's so many different things you can do when you're like looking for it. Um, so, and I think that as with every kind of decision in that path of, you know, whether it was starting at Go Bark Ball or, um, transitioning into 10x lacrosse full time, um, my mind was open, and then it, it popped right into you know the into my lap, and I was like, okay, how can I not say yes to this? Right. Um, so I think that's, and then the decision making around um, around that, um, I Dan is a great support. You know, he just well everything that could pop into my lap is like do it absolutely. Like there's never like oh we should consider this, right. um, and and it's and we're you know, very flexible and dynamic because, you know, we don't have any kids. Like we, we're, we have, um, we're both, you know, in charge of our day-to-day life. So, um, but I think I don't, I, you know, it's always, it's intention to kind of construct our life like this at this point. So, um, I think it's intention when, and being open to everything. And, um, when something pops into your lap, um, meeting that with curiosity instead of, um, a yes or a no right off the bat. I'd love that. And I love that you said with the meeting with curiosity, because I think that's mm-hmm. so important just to let your mind. And I always say this, like people think, oh, you shouldn't daydream. You should be intentional all the time. Um, and I really think it's important to find that time of day. And, you know, we've, we've talked about this time and time again on, um, this podcast. Like I am not someone that can sit and meditate. Like I sit and meditate and I think of like, oh, I got to do the laundry. Oh, shoot. I got to go to the fucking, <laughs> you know, here. I got to go there. Yeah. I, it's not, it's not my creative time. It's not, it's not right. how I am used to. The best place for me is when I'm moving. So mm-hmm. it's when I walk my dogs. It's when I walk my dogs, I can let my mind kind of flow and, 
you know, I'll, I'll, whether I put it in my notes on my phone, but just, I know that I can let my mind just kind of go. And that's mm-hmm. when I have my, my most creative thoughts. And it's mm-hmm. so fortunate that I'm able to find that, that I know that. And so I always challenge people to find that spot. Like when people, you know, it is true that a lot of successful people have a morning routine, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, we, we sure. have a morning routine. Um, you hear time and time again, entrepreneurs, they wake up, they work out, they eat clean, they meditate, they journal, they do all these things. And I know when I started this path, journaling was not for me. Like I was like, I'm dyslexic. So <laughs> yeah. it was actually stressful. I was like, oh, I can't spell that. I can't read that. Like I, I didn't like it. And I was like, right. and I tried and there are people like, oh, just keep trying because it's going to be. And I finally was like, no, th- this part is not for me. And I know it's not for me because it's stressing me out and it's not doing what, I, and then I get pissed. <laughs> like, yeah, I sure. Spell that. Yeah. <laughs> How do you spell that? I need to put it. And then I'm looking up my phone to, and then I get distracted. Mm-hmm. I'm like, eh, this is not good. Um, right. And so anything knowing for me, writing things out does not work in that kind of sense. It's not a relaxing. It's not yes. that kind of thing. <laughs> so if I can do it in a different place where it's, I'm moving my body, where it's, mm-hmm. you know, I'm doing something, um, and then I can voice note because I know that that's yeah. the best for me. Let me voice note that. That's that's my intentional morning, right? I do wake right. up. I do work out. But that's for my brain. That's mm-hmm. so I can get myself clear because I do have a squirrel brain. I like to think, you know, as I said, yeah. I like to think and can be all over the place sometimes. But when I'm working out, it's not when I'm creative thinking because I'm thinking of what I'm doing when I'm working out. I'm thinking, okay, what move am I doing? So I don't get hurt because sure. I need to be intentional right. in that. So can you take us through a little bit? Do you have a morning routine? I mean, I know yeah, like I just went I to that. I do mean, a little bit, um, but I, it's not like the wake up, work out. I do work out, but it's so, so funny. I work out random times of the day. So it'll be just whenever I kind of feel, and I'll look at my schedule more because every day today, it's so different. Right. So um, I'll like find a place. I'm like, oh, I could squeeze something in here. And then I'll like cross-reference that with my classes that I like to take. Um, and and that's right. how, so, and I kind of need that. I actually had a trainer as I was preparing for our wedding. Um, so I was like really kind of going in on the, on the training. Um, yeah. And, and he would meet every single day at a certain time. And I felt myself like with more angst about that compared to where I, how I live now with my workouts, which is, um, keeping it very, like, I'll do yoga one day. I'll do, um, like a weight training one day. I'll do go on a run one day. And I have to have that variable and I have to even have the variable in time for me to be excited about it. Um, which is weird. Um, but I no, but I, I, I think it's important because I think that, and it's important for people to hear because everyone, you know, it's all right now, especially in this health and, 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 you know, fitness world, everyone says like, you have to know when it is good for you. And it's so true. Like if I don't do it first thing in the morning, I yep. don't do it. And I know yes. I don't do it because then I just, but, but there's other people like my husband, he cannot have a set time because it doesn't work that well for him. Mm-hmm. Like he's like, I need to, when I'm in the mood, he needs to do it. I am not in the mood. Only time I'm in the mood is when I first go out of bed and I'm maybe not in the yeah. mood, but I know I need it. Right. Sure. And people always say to me, Oh, you love working out. I'm like, no, I don't. No, I don't, <laughs> yeah, right. but Let's I need it. Yeah. Right. And I also yeah. l- like, you know, I do like being fit. Like it is, I like being strong, especially like for yeah, my yeah. kids and stuff like that. Right. Mm-hmm. So that is the reason why I do it. So yes, I'm sorry. So yeah. take us through a little bit of yeah. what, yeah. You're- and then, um, other morning, a routine, um, I, you know, we wake up, um, take care of the dogs is the first thing and then come back and yeah. come and like take care of myself. Um, I always have yogurt and the iced coffee and some water and, um, 
and I've been really trying to not look at my phone the first thing in the morning. Uh, so that's an, that's a new thing. I'll catch up to you all to see how it goes. But um, right. and, and we're doing a um, predictive index um, six week course at Signature. Um, so there's I'm trying to install a couple of different routines, um, and that's very good. I mean, they have an app. It's, it's a really I, I really like it. Um, but they'll send like little reminders about breathing and whatnot. And, um, the breathing, I really, I can't meditate as well. Like I, I cannot do that. Um, I rather sit in the bath and journal. So I am a journal person. Um, okay, that's I great. Just, yeah. I, but I'm a terrible speller. So I don't think anybody could even read what I write in my journal. Um, and I don't even remember half of the time I'll just kind of go. Um, but, um, and then I'll do that. And that's kind of my, that's more of my creative time. Um, it'll happen a lot when I'm like, you know, sitting in the bath and, and journaling or, um, or I do walk the dogs as well. Um, and that helps, but I'm always listening to something when I'm walking the dogs. It's usually an audio book. Um, right. Which a lot of, yeah, a lot of people do. Yeah. And, and, you know, I go back and forth. So there's days where I catch up with a friend, you know, Mm -hmm. for half of it. And then the other times where I'll be listening to a podcast or an audio book, or like some days I just won't listen. Like I'll intentionally not let, like, I won't bring my headphones. Do you know right, what I mean? So right. it's like un- yep. it's like annoying to listen to something or like to talk to. I'd be like, ah, I don't have my headphones. So I'll do that right. on purpose to be able just to kind of like daydream. Thanks. And so mm-hmm. I think it's, but I love that you know when your time is. And that's what I challenge everyone. And I cha- always challenge everyone mm-hmm. to find that time. And it doesn't have to be the traditional, this is what you're supposed to do. And like you said, like when right. I, I remember there was someone um, we took, uh, when I did health and fitness, we did like a retreat and this uh, I think she's like a business coach. She was like, you have to meditate. You're like, you, you go and go and go. And I was like, okay. So I was like, okay, I see what she's saying. You know, maybe it can, you know, if I was like successful in what yeah. I was doing, but I was like, okay, I'll meditate. And I, I was like, <laughs> every time <laughs> they say, yeah, every time they say, don't think of anything that I'm like, yeah. okay, Oh, I don't, I don't know how to not think of anything. <laughs> right. I'm like, yeah. it's not that I'm like stressing over things like, but I'm like, Oh, the sky's blue. Oh, that, that leaf looks pretty. Like I, I have <laughs> thoughts at all times. They're not stressful thoughts, but mm-hmm. I cannot not think of anything. The only time I can do that for short periods of time is when I'm on a boat or mm-hmm. like, or if I'm okay. not when I'm walking the dogs, but when I'm on a boat, even when I'm sitting at the beach, no, not so much. So like the boat is like when I know my I don't think of anything. It's pretty fantastic. Like I remember the nice. first time I realized yeah. I was like, Oh my God, I didn't have a thought. That was amazing. <laughs> That's <laughs> um, awesome. Yes. Yeah. But right. And it's not for very long. Um, but it's also, yeah. but on the, and it doesn't stress me out that my brain works that way. I actually like think of if I didn't think of anything that would make me a little nuts. Right. So right. when I'm sitting, when I tried to do that meditation and I really tried to do it, um, I was like, no, sorry. So I remember calling her and I was like, that is not for me. And, and, and she appreciated it. Cause she's like, okay, you know what? I haven't worked with your kind yes. <laughs> work with like the yogis and those I've never, you know, I said to her, I need, when I work out, I need to work out hard. Like every, like I have, I do things hard. I don't, I'm not like a soft enter. Like I am just a go, go, go. And yep. I'm okay with that, you know? And it's, I understand that sure. we all need to take it back a little bit sometimes, but that's my dog walk. Yep. And, and, um, I like what you said there. Um, I'm also the same way with like working out. It's like, I'm here. I might as well go a hundred percent. And even with yoga, it's, I'll always choose hot 
hard yoga. It's never <laughs> like the, even though there is one like 75 minute session that I'll do after tournaments on Sunday evenings, that it's just basically sleeping, which I do love that as well. Right. But I, my mind wanders. I can't even pretend that it doesn't, but right. um, it's either that or I'm asleep and I'm right. just straight up sleeping in the yoga class. <laughs> which is great though, but it's, yeah. yeah. No, and it's great that you know that. So do you have anything else to add? I know we have your LinkedIn here if you guys want to follow Maddie on LinkedIn, but also again, signaturelacrosse.com. And Mm -hmm. um, thank you so much for joining us. This has been so fascinating. Oh, a blast. For yes, sure. I love. Thank you for having me. Yes, of course. I love hearing stories. I mean, I could talk to you literally. I feel like we could talk for days and days and days. Um, but yeah. we won't do that to the listeners because I'm sure they're like, okay, we got we to do something. They yeah. scheduled that hour. Um, yes, but thank, well, you thank you again, so Maddie. Much. Yes, thank All you. Right. And again, thank you so much, Maddie, for joining YNS Live. We'll see you guys later. Bye. Bye. Bye.